What's up, everybody? It's Willie Paul sitting down with Pastor Elwin. Pastor Elwin, how's it going? Good, good, good. Doing, uh, had a great morning, had a really good morning. So, yeah, you were just telling me about it, got to help some people out, uh, got to get some ice cream and a sandwich. Yeah, you know, the good thing is when you, when you give, you know, we always talk about this, yeah, but when you actually give away, uh, not only it's not just money, it's not just giving money, but your time and you're serving somebody. So I think a few weeks ago, we prayed for Jared's classmate who was, uh, is recovering from a surfing accident. And um, they just needed some things delivered and helping out here and there. And so all three of us, you know, Jared driving the truck and Joy wanted to come along. And so she was like our cheerleaders. So Jared and I are carrying the, the furniture and stuff. And she's along for the ride. But it was nice to have a family time. And then we had lunch together. And yeah. Nice. And you were uh, you talked about this in the weekend message, but you had just mentioned that you got to stop at Wings Ice Cream. Wings Ice Cream. I tell you, you know, I said, if God doesn't want us there, don't give us a parking space. And there was a parking space. Not just there was a parking space. There was a car just leaving. Oh, that's like, that's that, God timing that's, right there. And there's time on the meter. Oh, I mean, you the know, Lord provides. It's one of those things. <laughs> what flavor did you get today? They call it Howley. Howley is a, I think it's a pineapple, pineapple flavor. Not, not strong pineapple, but mm. pineapple infused with macadamia nut, roasted macadamia nuts. Ooh, that sounds good. That's good. Yeah. I didn't mention, but they also have a flight. A flight is you can have three. Ooh. Yeah. So it's a little smaller scoops, but you can have a variety of three different flavors. I used That's to get so the sick. flight. I used to get the flight, but now I like to dive deep into one flavor. Mm-hmm. And, and that one scoop is a pretty large scoop. Um, yeah. So Joy had the flight. She had, oh, what was that one? Watermelon with, what was it? Watermelon with chiso. You know that huh. chiso leaf? Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she couldn't. That he had rose petal. Rose petal is a really nice, light rose flavor. Oh, I gotta go get some ice cream oh, after this. Yes, but God gotta say, you gotta have a parking space. Yeah, no more parking space. Don't force it now. <laughs> it's it's gotta be the Lord's timing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, take about ten trips around the block, and God will speak to you. <laughs> just to make sure, just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, but we're not here to talk about ice cream. Although I love talking about ice cream, uh, Pastor Elwin. You've been watching the Olympics. Uh, I've been watching a little bit of the Olympics. Uh, and the message this weekend was about having the heart of a champion. Um, and I want to ask, what, what Olympics have you been watching? What sports have you been keeping up with? What, like, um, people? Men, men's volleyball. Um, oh, gosh, they, they lost, though. So they're, they're done. Um, the, the, the beach volleyball. Mm. So women's beach ball. That's been a sport I've been watching. Uh, swimming, I, I like the, the relay races in swimming. Hmm. And I also like the, the relays in track, track and field. Um, this morning, I was watching some uh, Greco-style, Roman, uh, Roman Greco-style wrestling. Oh, crazy, right? Yeah, wrestling has always fascinated me. It's like to the last second, you know? Yeah. And so that has been fun. 
Now, I did appreciate that you brought up volleyball because you were talking about having the heart of a champion. Uh, you're talking about, you know, being dedicated, making decisions on what's going to control you. Uh, and a lot of, especially in the Bible with the writings of Paul, a lot of the um, illustrations that Paul used were kind of sports-like. He said, run the race, don't let anything distract you, uh, train as though you were an athlete or a warrior, but train spiritually. And all right, you were an elite collegiate athlete well, in volleyball. In our, in our time. I mean, everything has changed. Times have changed. But I think in our time, we were very competitive. Yeah. Did you, did you win like nationals? You did? We won the national championship uh, my freshman year, which I didn't play very much. And then, I, again, our, my senior, my senior, I was the only senior on the team. And you were the captain, right? So I was the captain of the team, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Led your team to victory? That was an awesome time, yeah. Dang, yeah. okay. All right, that's what we're going to focus on because uh, <laughs> I, have, I have never – I didn't even play sports in high school. Like, uh, my, my parents made me do like ASO soccer and little league baseball and everything. And I was just like, I don't think that's for me. Uh, (laughs) and so like, I appreciate sports. I, uh, there's sports that like really I can dive deep into, uh, but I was never like on the field and I never did like the conditioning and the training and everything. So I want to ask that last year that, um, your senior year captain of the team, uh, what was the like conditioning, the training leading up to oh. the season and the nationals and everything? Oh, that year, uh, the coach changed the training um, system. It was the most intense training that uh, we've ever had. And uh, because volleyball is a winter sport, uh, so we start training. Actually, we're playing all year round. But the, the initial training for the season started like in January and so in Iowa, it's freezing cold outside. So mm-hmm. our training was all indoors. We had an indoor, indoor gym, indoor track. And um, the track team even said, you guys are running more than we are. So a lot of conditioning, but not just running. Um, the way he figured it out was almost, and this coach was not a, uh, he w- was not the athlete on the court. He was more of a brainy mm-hmm. guy. Like his job with the college was more IT, uh, computers, and so he tried to computerize everything. He created computer huh. programs for everything. Yeah. And um, one of the purposes of the, the training that we had was multiple levels. So one day we would do sprints. Another day we would do uh, so one, 110 sprints. And then on Tuesday would be 220. Wednesday would be 330. So it's one is half a lap, 110. 220 is a complete lap. Mm-hmm. 330 is a lap and a half. And then Thursday would be the 110 sprints again. And then Friday mm. would be three miles. So we did a lot of running. We were playing volleyball. Wow. Yeah. We did a lot of running. And the way that he did it was um, he would time you. So on the sprints, you'd line up and he'd say, okay, on the whistle, you know, you go and you, you sprint half the track for 110. And then he stops the clock. And your rest time is a percentage of the time it took for you to run. And so you got to make it back to the starting line Ooh. again. Go again. 220 was the same. So you do one lap and then you jog and then he'll blow the whistle again. Go and then you go again and then you jog 
and you got to run again. And then you jog, you do that four times in the beginning of practice and four times at the end of practice. Then the, the 3.30s was a lap and a half and you jog and wherever you are based on the percentage of time, you'd blow the whistle again, you go lap and a half, you jog, lap and a half. And then Thursday was a sprints and then Friday was a three mile run. What, what, what that did was it prepared you. Discipline is a big deal. Mm-hmm. What sports teaches you, and I think what Paul was using in, in his writings was all about personal discipline. You got to want it. Mm-hmm. Anybody can just walk the line. You know, anybody can just show up and practice. But what do you want? If you really want it, you got to go get it. And you got to discipline yourself. You got to train your mind. You got to train your body. And you got to go. You know, that's, that's the whole thing with sports. Yeah. And I wanted to thank you for making that transition for me um because in sports it's really obvious you want to train so that you can win like there is someone that you're going up against and you can kind of you can easily benchmark yourself by saying we won or we lost um so we either need to do more or less or uh xyz uh how would you translate that to like the spiritual conditioning spiritual discipline of like how do you benchmark your physical fitness or spiritual fitness level, um, which is more kind of abstract. I think the, if I can just kind of keep talking through the parallels. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in sports, you, you're not going to, you're never going to get there really. I mean, you strive to get there, mm-hmm. but every day is a new day. So today in practice, I might, you know, do the best and perfect, almost perfect performance in practice. Tomorrow, brand new day. You, you can't step on that court tomorrow and say, okay, well, I did well yesterday. I'll just kind of slough off today. No, every day is a new day. And every, like for volleyball, every serve is a new serve, is a new opportunity. Mm. You mess up one, another one's coming. You can't sit there and go, oh, I'm such a sinner. I'm such a bad person. I'm never going to get... No, that, that ball is coming. Mm-hmm. And so you got to train your mind to... Okay, it's coming. Here we go. And that's the forgiveness of Christ, right? You mm. put your heart before the Lord. He forgives you. You're done. Because the next ball is coming. The next action in life is coming. And you got to be ready for that. Um, I think sports teaches you a lot about how to recover quickly. You got to bounce back quickly. Mm-hmm. A righteous man falls seven times, but gets up again. Did you see that race where that, that runner tripped and fell? So no, I didn't. Yeah, she was kind of in the lead. Uh, I forget what it was, a 1500 or something. And she's with the pack and she's kind of behind it. And this is like going down the home stretch now. And she trips. Someone trips her. She got tangled up. Somebody steps on her back. No, she, I... bounces, she bounces up and she runs and she overtakes the front. And I think she came, I think it was a qualifying round, but she came in first after falling down back then. Wow. And, you know, life. You trip and you fall, get up, man. You got to get up because that race is going on. So I think that's what Paul was trying to get at, you know. So if you're maybe, say, someone like me who hasn't played sports since they were um, fourth grade, I want to say. Yeah. Um, how do you find that, like, dedication, that discipline uh, to, like, get up and keep going? 
then you can apply it to different areas of your life. It doesn't have to be athletics. The whole idea of disciplining yourself is in what you're engaged in. So let's say you love to cook. Let's say you're not an athlete, but you love to cook. The same disciplines you should apply in that area of your life. Mm. So whether it's reading, whether it's studying, um, if you've never played sport, pick up some sports books, you know, pick up some books of some sports stars and what they went through, you know, the training and the, the regimen that they go through. You know, Tiger Woods is, is a good one. You know, how his dad trained him from a very young age. Um, the dad would drop as Tiger Woods, as a young child was getting ready to, to putt or something, the dad would purposely drop golf bags behind him to startle him, you know? Mm. So, so he wouldn't get startled if anything else happened as he was growing up, but uh, all different things. So it, it doesn't have to be the grueling, the grind of sweat and all that, but what is it going to help? What is it going to do to help you to train and discipline yourself? And I think read up on other people, other mm. people's lives. Uh, how, how have you done that Pastor Owen in your spiritual life? Just, instilling the taking the discipline from sports to your spiritual life what does that look like for you for me i have always been a student learner by observation Mm. Um, i rarely took a lesson Uh, so like in volleyball you know i watch i watch how they they approach i watch how they pass i watch how they serve and i study all that and then i try to apply it to myself and I make adjustments along the way. Um, the game of golf. I think I could be better <laughs> in golf if I actually took lessons. But um, I, I, I get by enough, you know, playing the way that I do, I think. I watch people. I watch how they stand. I watch videos. I look at different things. And um, I think in a spiritual sense, there are many heroes mm. that we can watch and learn from. Starting with the Bible. You know, the Bible is one, although the Bible uh, doesn't give us a video interpretation of what that is. I think there's enough in there together with your, and, and I talk a lot, you know, in my messages about being very visual, you know, get into the story, get into the word, mm. like these three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, what, what did they, what did it look like? What do you think they looked like? What do you think? Mm-hmm. As they were standing there and the king's officials said, all right, we're going to invite you to the king's feast. What do you think happened? I, I see just right now talking to you. I see them looking at each other going, no, I don't think we should do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's try this. Would you mind us trying just vegetables? That's what we want to do. And just, just test us on this. You know? So in my mind, I'm playing a video. I'm producing a video. What does that look like? And so I'm learning. For me, I'm learning from them mm. what, they went, what they went through. In those like little moments of yeah. uh, spiritual resistance. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, imagine what that was like. Imagine what that was like when uh, the astrologers said, hey, King, there's these guys. They're not paying attention. They're not bowing down and they get arrested. Okay, what did that look like when they got arrested? Mm. Probably, probably manhandled, grabbed, you know, pushed and shoved. I mean, we see enough t- things on TV. And then they, they shoved in front of the king and, and the king is there sipping his wine, you know, eating his turkey leg. They go, hey, what are you talking about? You're not going to bow down to me. How dare you, you know, holding his turkey leg up at them. And they're like, it's what we believe. It doesn't matter what you believe. What God is going to save you from all of this? Hey, King, 
We believe he's going to deliver us from you. But, and, even if, and even if he does not. You know, I, I see that in my mind. I'm thinking, whoa, that's, that's, that's guts, man. These, these, these kids can. That's a champion. <laughs> yeah. That's what um, I want to be. And I feel like that, that second half of that sentence of, but even if he doesn't, is like, the, the, my God's going to, our God's going to save us out of this and everything. It's like, yeah, I get him. And then the, but even if he doesn't, like, yeah. whatever. That's like the, whoa, are you sure? Like, that is, yeah. that is the, like S tier level of faith that I yeah. like look at. And I see them saying it with strong confidence. It wasn't, you know, God's going to deliver us, but, Oh, I don't know. But <laughs> even if he does not, you know, I don't see them saying that. That's why I said, it's not a story about the deliverance. I think that was great. And a miraculous deliverance. The story was about, we know what controls us. And that's our faith and our devotion to God. Mm. So even if he doesn't deliver us, we're good. And we're not going to bow down to your, you know. Yeah. Um, because uh, part of the, part of how we do this Hanaho podcast is we use the Metro Minute Connect Group questions, which Cam does a great job writing. Um, and one of them, one of the questions is what are the things that you're chasing after in your yeah. life? And I think that, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego could have been chasing after status. They could have been chasing after, uh, you know, pleasure, acceptance, moving up the the ranks, eating the best food. Uh, But the thing that they had set as like their primary trajectory in life is faith in obeying God. And so when it came down to it, they were able to, like you said, with complete confidence, not not even as like uh, I like to imagine it, not even bragging. But just like, no big deal. Like, God's going to save us. But even if he doesn't, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and having that discipline to get us to that point where we can say that, um, and just having full faith. That's good. And that ties in, that ties in with, you know, even the, the whole narrative of the Bible. You know, I, I don't think anything is piecemeal because when you start connecting dots, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that whole deal, what they said, and even if he does not, connects up with Habakkuk, which I read at the very end. Mm-hmm. Even, if, even if the cattle aren't in the stalls, you know, even if there's no grape on the vine, you know, yet, yet my God, yet my God will still be there. You know, my God is still there for me. And it connects up with going through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, Psalm 23 isn't, and even if God takes me away from the, sh- the shadow of death, even if it's God... through it. Yeah. Even yeah. though I have to walk through the valley, there's no, um, there's no get out of jail card, you know, for you as a believer. There, there are tough times. There's tough times that we're all going to walk through. There are those times when the odds are stacked against you. So the Olympic champion, the examples I gave, they had odds stacked against them. Mm-hmm. But even though they had all of that, they still pursued their goal, which was getting the gold and Mm. they got it, you know? Yeah. I like how, what are you uh, chasing after? Right. Yeah. I like the point that you brought up um, where it wasn't, they got to the Olympics and they were like, okay, let's get the gold. It was way, way, way back in training where they're like, I think I could get the gold. So I'm going to start training like that. And so in our own lives, it's, I could, make that statement one day i could make that statement of god will save me but if even if he doesn't 
And so now I have to do the spiritual disciplines of reading my Bible, of prayer, of worship, yeah. uh, of connect group, of going to church, watching a service online, uh, doing that work now so that when we are in the moment where we need the faith, we can fall back on the training. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't wait to, and I, the example I use, you know, you don't wait till you get to the restaurant to make that decision, mm-hmm. <laughs> local mocha or salad. You know, you have to make that decision way early on. I used to have a saying, and I'm sure it had been used in other teams and other seasons, but the thing that I used to push our guys with uh, as a captain, um, especially if I saw that practice wasn't going how we needed to get ready ourselves ready, I would always say, you play like you practice. Mm. You're going to play like you practice. Mm-hmm. So if you're sloughing off now and you think come Saturday, tournament day on Saturday, you're going to play better, don't fool yourself. You play like you practice. So get your heads out of your butt and you know, let's, let's kick some butt right now because <laughs> that's the intensity that we need when we're playing in the real game. You know? And as a Christian, it's the same thing. What mm. are you doing in your downtime? What are you doing when you're at home? What are you watching on TV? What are you reading? What are you giving attention to? What are you chasing? Because when it comes to that moment, are you ready? And mm. you won't be ready. You know, if you're playing it soft in, at home, if you're playing it soft in here, one of the things I talked about was we tuck things away. Mm-hmm. We don't let God wash it clean. We tuck things away. And if that's what's going on, and then we hit those, those times where now we got to push through it, we're going to start grabbing some of these things in here and, you know, we're going to fall apart. I mean, that's why I think a lot of Christians suffer. They don't know how to handle it. Because they haven't given it all to God. They haven't surrendered it all to God. So what advice would you have if someone was listening and maybe they are up against like uh, a challenge where they do need to quote unquote step it up um, of like they're they're struggling to hold on or struggling to have the faith. Um, what advice would you give to that person to like push through that? I would say um, start with the basics. Mm. So even if you're in a moment right now where, man, it seems like the world is just going to fall apart on me. I would say go back to your basic. Don't think that you can step into a championship round, not having prepared, and you're going to come out with the result that you want. Mm. What it's going to teach you is that the basics are everything. So one is getting your word. Yeah, but he's not going to do anything. No, that's basic. You got to get the basic. Yeah, but I want him to heal me now. Totally understand that. And, and contend for that. Pray for that. But God wants the full condition of your heart first. And you got to be willing to surrender all of that. Meaning even your your strongest desire to be healed or strongest desire for the marriage to come back together again, not taking anything away from the validity of those desires. Mm-hmm. Those are there, but you got to start with the basics. So get in the word, pray, connect with a brother or sister that can help support you. What I love about sports, and I would say this to any parent, get your children involved in team sports. So they realize that they're not going to win this alone that they have to depend on one another. 
Mm. And they have, they have to discipline themselves as well as just, uh, you know, encourage their teammates to be disciplined. It's not where everybody gets a trophy in life. In life, you got to take personal responsibility. And you got to take responsibility for yourself, your spiritual condition. And so the basics is super critical. And although you may not be successful in that you don't get the desires of your heart on this round, the basics is going to help you on the next round. The next serve is coming. The mm -hmm. next game is starting. Yeah, so that's what I would say. Speaking of team sports and having that team to push you and keep you accountable and to motivate you, keep you disciplined, uh, easiest way to do that right now is to join a connect group. Um, so we have a connect group finder on our website. Uh, we're also starting the connect group course. Um, you can go to our website. It starts this week, but it might not be too late to sign up. Uh, you can email Cameron at Metro Christian Church uh, for more info on that if you need, or Diane at Metro Christian Church. Um, but having that group of people, uh, just like in a sport where you can ask uh, your teammate, hey, I'm having trouble hitting serves. That's a volleyball thing. I'm having trouble serving and your teammate can give you advice in the same way uh, your connect group. You can go to them and say, Hey, I'm having trouble with this, or I'm having trouble with this frustration that keeps coming up and they can give you advice and speak into your life that way. Yeah. The connect group also has a, um, um, a leader or, you know, a, a parallel with sports is have a coach. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs a coach. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how much of a superstar you think you are. Every superstar athlete has a coach and you need to be coachable. And so even though you've been, you've been nailing your serves in all the time, someone from the side looking at your, 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 your toss of the ball or the angle of your hand, your arm, your arm swing, he can give you even little minor corrections. It's going to make you even better. Mm -hmm. And so everybody should be willing to have a coach, be coachable, be teachable, be a learner, you know, all those things all add up. Mm -hmm. It's crazy watching the Olympics, seeing like these world-class, like best, best out of everyone alive. And they all have coaches. Like, they all have coaches. They, they all immediately after they go and talk to their coach and like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of coaching uh, to be coachable, you have to, be humble and surrender. Um, yep. So you can't yep. be, you can't go to a coach and say, tell me what I want, what I need to do, but actually I know better than you. Um, and I really appreciated you bringing that, that paradoxical upside down kingdom aspect of the champion needs to be the one who surrenders. Yeah. Um, because that's like, that was all over the gospels of the first mm -hmm. shall be last, the greatest uh, among you shall be the least. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it just makes perfect sense that the champion is the one who's willing to surrender. Um, are there any times you have to like surrender, give something up uh, at college to get to that elite level? Oh, your time, your you know, while everyone else is going out. Like I said, volleyball was a winter sport. We were our coach. You are not to go ice skating. <laughs> You're not to go. Really? Snow, yeah. You can't go skiing because you mess your ankle or your knee up. You're oh, done. yeah, that's true. 
you're done. Um, many times we would travel to go to the tournaments that we'd play in, which meant we would have to leave the campus at, say, two or three in the morning to get to the location. Because you had to drive? Which like meant, a bus. yeah, we had, we had no, the coach's, coach's car. Nice. <laughs> a station wagon, one of those old-time big station wagons. <laughs> you can fit nine people in a station wagon. Wow. Plus equipment and stinky uniforms and everything else. But uh, he said he's going to be downstairs at the dorm waiting at three o'clock. If you're not there at three, gone. We're not waiting for anybody. So you better be there at three in the morning. Dang. Which meant that you back up the clock, yeah? Yeah. No dating. Oh, there's a good movie on tonight. Everybody's going to. Can't go to that. You know. Oh, dang. Uh, that's pretty crazy. And it's, again, just perfectly parallels with uh, our following Jesus because there will be things of everyone's going to this party or uh, everyone's going to the water cooler to talk about this person behind their back. And there are things that we would have to surrender in order to gain more. Yeah. And like I said, you know, Galatians, I think when I chose Galatians because I think Paul lays it out so well that <laughs> these believers were going way off course. They, they knew mm-hmm. the race. They knew the race. And yet he comes back and they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. So who led you astray? And then he gives all the way, the things of the flesh, the things that we battle mm-hmm. with, you know? Mm-hmm. So those are all the competing interests in our lives. And I, and I think we can relate with every single one of those, you know, in this last week alone, I asked the question, mm-hmm. how many of you battled with trying to find peace with somebody or loving somebody or having self-control. I saw everybody's head put <laughs> go down like that, you know, struggled with self-control even in this last week. And so and when you asked that, I saw someone raise their hand. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's rhetorical. I don't think you have to raise your hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't have self-control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> felt so guilty. They had to raise their hand. <laughs> well, uh, I think that this was such a, a perfect spot between the last series of going through the Beatitudes and then transitioning into the next series that we're going to be getting into, uh, which I'm really excited for. Um, but Pastor Owen, thank you so much for joining us, for sitting down, making time as always. Uh, always enjoy doing these. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. Well, here. awesome. I'm going to go maybe try to sneak some ice cream in <laughs> if there's a parking stall. <laughs> I'll pray before I leave. Oh, he has some interesting flavors today. So, yeah. so Joy got Joy got the flight. What else did you get? You had Kona coffee and uh, he has a Thai basil one. Thai basil with pineapple. That's always awesome. But, oh, that yeah. sounds mean. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, thanks, Pastor Owen. Okay. We'll see yeah. you next week. See you, okay. everybody. All right. Have a good Dudes. Week.